0: Hello, and welcome back to the WordPress Edge podcast, the ultimate destination for professionals looking to harness the power of WordPress for large-scale enterprise solutions. I'm your host, Landon DePosquale. I'm an enterprise web strategist here at AmericanEagle.com. Today, we'll be going to the edge with enterprise-level scaling on WordPress. I'm happy to be joined by Michael Kalili. He's the director of product marketing over at WordPress VIP. Michael, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself for the viewers who who don't know you. What do you do at VIP? What's your background?
1: Sure. So I work uh, in the marketing organization of WordPress VIP, uh, really at the intersection of product and marketing, which in a lot of ways is what a lot of the customers of WordPress VIP do. Uh, so I run a small team of, uh, of product marketers here. I have spent the last almost 20 years uh, in the tech industry, big companies, uh, that you've probably heard of, small startups that uh, you probably haven't heard of, uh, one or two good hits that you have. Uh, I've been at WordPress VIP for about two and a half years now, really building out this function and working with a lot of our customers and talking to a lot of our customers on their challenges and how we can solve them.
0: Fantastic. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Um, before we dive into the questions and discussion of uh, enterprise level scaling on WordPress, um, for any of our listeners who don't know who WordPress VIP is, um, why don't you really quickly tell us a little bit about VIP?
1: Sure. So, uh, WordPress VIP is part of the Automatic family of companies, founded by Matt Mullenweg, one of the founders of the WordPress project. And our our mandate is basically to take WordPress from where it is, up towards the enterprise. And you know, we started. Very much with a lot of large media companies that were trying to publish at scale, and then we started winning some more sort of corporate customers and folks that uh, were really building up their content marketing practices. And now we have government customers and major agencies and the people with the the highest security requirements running on WordPress VIP, and our platform is just rock solid for them.
0: Uh, and so that's kind of what we've been doing, and where we continue to go. Awesome. Fantastic. So you mentioned the word uh, scale in your description. For those who are listening and maybe aren't familiar with the term scaling or scalability, especially in a WordPress context, what does it mean when we talk about scaling or scalability, uh, especially when it comes to enterprise WordPress?
1: That really is kind
0: of the million dollar
1: question, isn't it? And uh, I'd say there's a few different definitions. Now, nine times out of 10, when someone talks to me about scaling, it's about handling the growth of their business, handling spikes in their business, being able to make sure that their site is 100% reliable, performs really well, You know, that day that they get 10 times, 20 times, 100 times more traffic than is normal. And so that is one definition of scaling and it's something that uh, I think a lot of people think about, uh, but that's just one definition of scaling. There's a few others that I would, uh, I would put out there and one of those is, I don't support a growing team of, of, sort of marketers or pr- practitioners building content uh, on the platform. And in a lot of ways, that's one of the places where WordPress shines just inherently. Uh, because if you have huge, huge teams of folks, the ease of use and the, the sort of flexibility of WordPress, the need or the lack of need to train all those people up, that really helps you grow the team out and sort of scale your team. There's another piece, which is as you scale the team, as you scale your site, you end up with more pages, more content, more stuff. And that creates a new set of challenges as as the number of pieces of content uh, that you're creating for sort of different segments or different customer journeys uh, grows out. Now you've got to be able to manage all that. um, And it actually causes some technical challenges as well that we've thought about and worked through. And then the last piece is just scaling number of digital properties. A lot of our customers have a bunch of different ways that they interact with their customers, with different brands, with different sort of experiences. And how do you scale that out? So scaling the site itself from a technical standpoint, but then also scaling your own team, scaling the amount of stuff that you're producing, and then scaling the number of experiences that you are building.
0: That's fascinating. And it, my perception is that, there are certain things that uh, WordPress is inherently better at or worse that than others when it comes to those items so if you were to take one of those out of the list, what do you think WordPress is the best at when it comes to that sort of scaling and which one do you think WordPress struggles with the most
1: so WordPress solves a bunch of those challenges and sometimes I don't want to say creates other challenges but certainly is susceptible to other challenges when I think about building up a wider team and really making everyone productive, like core WordPress does that better yeah. than anything else in the, in the industry. I think that that is one area, you know, that people come to WordPress and people expect WordPress to do well on. But the flip side of that, you know, WordPress was built for kind of that consumer type usability. It yeah. should be just as easy, just as, um, as intuitive as the kind of things that you use in your everyday life but it wasn't always designed for sort of the biggest enterprises. Uh, and there's certain ways that you have to start architecting your WordPress instance in order to handle those other challenges around spikes and traffic and things like that. Yep. A lot of people try to do it with containerization. That's how we've solved the problem is that uh, we've sort of containerized different pieces of WordPress. And that's not necessarily trivial to do with WordPress. It can be done but it requires actual technical know-how uh, and it requires you to do some work. Uh, the other thing that is kind of a double-edged sword when it comes to uh, WordPress is its ecosystem. One of the great things about WordPress is that it is so flexible. You know, you can, you can use a bajillion plugins that are out there, yeah. but for any technology, this isn't true just for WordPress. I would say this, this is true for every piece of technology. Your tech stack is only as good as it's you know, and so you have to if you have a hundred things that are working with WordPress, the weakest of those hundred is the point where things break down. Yeah. And like one of the things that we work with our customers really closely on is figuring out which ones are great for their use case, great for their scale, great for their particular situation, which ones maybe they should they should avoid. It might be great for you know, the small mom and pops, but doesn't really work at enterprise scale. So WordPress, WordPress solves some of those challenges, but WordPress also creates some, some things you got to think about.
0: Interesting. I think the plugin one is a, is a fascinating one because you're right. It is really a, that can really help you out or it can absolutely destroy your site. And it really is being thoughtful and careful about the plugins that you pull into your build. Um, Because I think every, every WordPress site uses some number of industry standard plugins. VIP has their own kind of list of of fantastic plugins that everyone suggests using, but there are definitely some potential pitfalls around that methodology as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is the double-edged sword of having a a massive community and any technology with wide adoption has this sort of concern or thing that you have to think through. Uh, And it's achievable. Don't get me wrong. Like None of that is insurmountable. Sure. Making the right choices there can be the, the difference between you know, a very smooth walk and, frankly, a bunch of engineering effort that you'd rather not have, have had to go down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I know we have talked about these kind of four items. We talked about scalability around traffic, around the team, around content, and then around digital properties. Um, we've talked about mm-hmm. those areas where WordPress uh, shines and maybe those areas where WordPress has a slightly larger challenge. Are there any unique challenges that WordPress faces that maybe other platforms don't? Um, the one we just talked about is one that's common to a lot of platforms, but what are the, some of those unique areas that um, is specific to WordPress? I think one, which I kind of touched on before, is planning for growth
1: and planning for dynamically growing. And that's where I got into the, the uh, issue around containerization, is like a lot of people Either have to over provision or they run into potential issues. There are technical solves for that, particularly around uh, around sort of containerizing the services within WordPress. But WordPress predates a lot of that technology, yeah. uh, and you know there is there is definitely work that has to be done. Uh, and frankly, it took us a while to to get it completely right. Uh, it isn't trivial. Some of our best engineers. Spent a long time making sure that that operated that operated well. If you're a relatively small shop or you know a company that's going through growth and you're planning for uh, the future, like that can be a that can be a pretty pretty substantial resource challenge.
0: So that brings up a really interesting question: Why does scalability matter for the vast majority of enterprise users? Um, even a lot of enterprise sites are not that big right? Or they don't start off at a size where scalability matters. So why would an enterprise uh, level organization care about scalability right out of the gate if they're not hitting those problems now? Why not wait two or three years until they run into those issues to solve them? It's
1: the old story that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I think every organization wants to be growing. Every organization has growth plans. Uh, and if you're reacting down the line, you're kind of behind the eight ball. Uh, you know, you're know, you in a situation where you're doing fire drills after the fact. You're in a situation where the good stuff that happened, your business grew. Something about your business grew viral, or it kind of went viral, and people started paying attention to it. Now that's a bad day for you. Uh, <laughs> That's horrible yeah. for that to be a bad day for you for when the best thing that could happen to you and to your business is a recipe for disaster yeah like that's why you want to plan in advance is you definitely have the aspiration to get there you know you want to make sure that when you get there you're ready for it and not that you're firefighting and you know try to figure out uh try to figure out you know how to how to react to it nobody wants to be the uh the Coinbase uh, bouncing QR code uh, that everyone talked about after the Super Bowl, and everyone talked about when you clicked or when you when you scanned the QR code, how the website it went to was down. Yeah. Like that's not the situation you want to be.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's probably fair to say that when we think about scaling and and scalability on on any sort of uh, enterprise site, WordPress or otherwise. Scaling mm-hmm. needs to be considered from the outset. It's not really something you get to bolt on later, right? It's not just something that once you hit that point, you can just slap on and go, oh, here's some scalability and then you're good to go.
1: You sort of can, but it's going to be a painful, painful experience. So like we've worked with customers that said, you know, we never anticipated that we were going to grow at this rate. How do we retrofit what we've got to operate at a higher scale? And it often involves, well, you need to, to change out bits of the infrastructure. You need to change out some of those plugins. You need to rewrite code. Like it becomes, a, it becomes an ordeal and it's an ordeal that's happening in a race against the clock. You know, we, if you're having that problem, like we have worked with customers to do it, but you're in a mitigation exercise. You're not in a planning exercise.
0: And at some point you run into that issue of, is it really still the same site you built three years no, ago because you swapped it, out so it, many it, it, pieces? It, it, it,
1: it ends up being a bit of a of a Frankenstein of, uh, of you're swapping out each part little by little uh, while trying to hope that the, uh, that the whole doesn't die.
0: Yeah. So it sounds to me if I'm if I'm hearing what you're saying right is scalability needs to be considered from the very outset of, of what you're building. Um, and for WordPress, that's yeah. incredibly important in how you architect and how you set up that framework and all sorts of choices that you make at the beginning are going to have a really large impact or a really large consequence as you move your way down that uh, kind of journey with your digital property. That's absolutely correct. So I know there are different ways of approaching scalability. You've uh, talked a little bit about uh, VIPs, but maybe you could give us a succinct overview. What is VIPs approach to scalability?
1: So we basically everywhere we could, we've containerized each part of the environment. So. Whether that is uh, the core WordPress application or for people who are doing headless applications, things like Node.js, et cetera, et cetera. What that allows us to do is auto-scale sort of the infrastructure underneath it on demand. So, you know, that viral moment happens, you know, we can automatically bring up more containers and sort of scale up the uh the overall resources as needed. It's sort of a, a horizontal scaling. Uh, approach that we take the other thing is that the little things sometimes matter. Um, take a little thing like like search. you know search is something that often breaks down on a site either as it as the traffic grows, content library grows as the number of digital properties grows, any of those scaling things. And so like we've architected our system to to intercept database queries and send them off to a separate service, our enterprise search service, uh, which then can scale on its own. So it doesn't impact the core application. So it's those little, little details architecturally that we've thought through on top of the very core architecture of how you set up you know, a WordPress environment.
0: Got it. You've mentioned the importance as far as like uptime and, and not going down or not making that best day of your Organization's existence, also the worst day of its existence. What sort of value or ROI have you seen related to scaling? So not just on the negative side, but on the positive side. Like, what have you seen on that?
1: It's a difficult one to quantify, and I mean that even for the professionals out there. So we we actually commissioned Forrester Research to do a ROI study for WordPress VIP they came up with a number that it was like a 415% roi that it was you know massive roi but if you actually read they don't quantify the scalability elements uh, because even the professionals and it, this was the the person i worked with on this was a mit trained economist and she couldn't quantify what it uh, what it means a lot of what scalability is is trying or trying to find an ROI on scalability is measuring what didn't happen you know we had a a super bowl commercial i think it was actually it may have been the exact same uh super bowl as that coinbase one uh and one of our clients uh did a uh, did a commercial you know big by you know celebrity uh endorser, that sort of thing and everything went fine and it meant a bunch of incremental sales and it meant ROI on the on the Super Bowl, they—you uh, can kind of quantify what would have happened if that money had all been wasted, but it wasn't just scalably on its own. Yeah, you know, same thing. You know, some of our media customers—the uh, British monarch passed away. Uh, that wasn't something you forecasted. You weren't kind of knew it was going to happen eventually, but nobody knew the day that was going to happen. You know, all of all of our customers were fine, and that's a a situation where. A media customer is directly getting revenue from all those eyeballs that are are coming to their site. Uh, and had had one uh, media property in the UK gone down, people would have just moved on to the next one and read what happened. Yeah, uh, and all that revenue would have been lost. So, in a lot of ways, it's hard to quantify because it's it's hard to quantify the thing that didn't happen. Sure, uh, and that's. What scalability is, is making sure that, that the thing that didn't happen, didn't happen.
0: Yeah, it, it's the classic, the, the person that uh, forestalls some great disaster. His name never goes down to history because you never knew that that mm-hmm. disaster was going to happen to begin with, right? Exactly. Exactly. So uh, tell us a little bit of some examples of customers that you've seen that have been able to do well at that scaling level on WordPress.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a few that just jumped to mind, some of which I can name by name and some of which I'm gonna to have to tap dance around their sure. their name. But uh, you know, one good example is 538, the uh the uh the site really focused on analyzing polling data and elections and things like that. Election night 2020, I think all of us were on their site refreshing, trying to get the, the latest. And of course it ended up being more like election week and not election night. They had billions and billions and billions of, uh, of requests you know, over, over that course of the evening. You know, Response time stayed super low. I, if anyone remembers it, but like no issues with it. Uh, we have another customer of ours. It's a, a company that's sort of a software company. Uh, they manage uh, properties for golf courses. Uh, they manage, I think, three or five thousand golf courses, basically in a in a single multi-site. And basically, have built a chunk of their business around scaling that up and being able to support a wide number of customers. Going back to the 2020 political arena, the Democratic National Committee they were a uh, they were a customer of ours. They had to shift from having what was supposed to be a uh physical convention in I believe milwaukee uh it ended up being completely virtual everything was a an online experience, and you know they hadn't initially thought that that's the way it was going to go none of us none of us knew how twenty twenty was going to go. It was an interesting year uh but you know they were able to get their message out there uh and then we talked a little bit about some of our customers that have had Super Bowl commercials and have had to scale uh, up for that big event. But it's even smaller companies. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, we have a customer in the UK, City Am. It's a uh, basically hyper-local paper for the city of London. Like, and if you know London, the city is not the metropolitan, it's not the uh, the metropolis of London, it's a small, basically the financial district of London. And it just so happened that they had a reporter on the ground again in twenty twenty in South Africa. They got the earliest scoop on the omicron variant and it had this massive spike that they had not anticipated. They had no idea that their uh their reporter in Johannesburg or Cape Town was going to get this exclusive story that everyone wanted to read handled it you know flawlessly said so it was i think the you know, three or four times uh, their biggest day up to that uh, that point, and no problems whatsoever, and they were able to capitalize on that. So those are just a few examples off the top of my head.
0: Fantastic. Uh, where I'd like to finish off is for a company that w- wants to tackle scaling or wants to think about this. What's a good place to start? How do you how do you get down this this path?
1: There's a there's a few things that you have to to think about. The first is what what sort of capacity do you think you need? Uh, then double it, uh, maybe triple it. Uh, so you know, prepare for the worst and think about capacity. And hey, if you're not going with us, you're not going with an auto scaling solution, just make sure you've built out your infrastructure to be able to, to handle that. The second piece is resources versus cost. When you do that, you're going to have basically extra cost every day between now and that big event. Are you willing to bear that? I think for most customers, it's worth it. But you got to you got to go through with the bean counters and decide whether that's uh, it's going to pay off. Take a look at your current hosting solution, are they going to be able to to handle that when those moments happen? And then the last piece, stress test and figure out where the bottlenecks are. You know, plan for it, test it in advance, see what's going to happen. If you're making calculated decisions of, uh, I'm going to going to accept that the site is going to get slower in these in these moments. Know what decisions you've made. Like stress test the heck out of it, uh, and know. Okay, here are the ones that we can. Here are the bottlenecks we can kind of clear away, and here are the ones that you know we're just going to live with. Uh, and that's that's where I would start uh, if I was if I was a customer thinking about that.
0: Fantastic. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you'd like to uh, leave us with?
1: No, I I appreciate you uh, having me today. Uh, I know scalability is one of the challenges that a lot of organizations think about, particularly with WordPress. Uh, Scalability and security are probably the two that come up most often. So uh, I hope that I've imparted some thoughts about how you can improve in those areas and how you can plan for the future.
0: Fantastic. Michael, thank you for joining us, and uh, I'm sure we'll have you back very soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks again for joining us at The Edge. I am your host, Landon De Pasquale, and until the next episode, push enterprise WordPress. For more information about today's episode and the topics discussed today, check out our dedicated WordPress Edge landing page at americaneagle.com studios.